Welcome to the Range Report, Volume 1, brought to you by Giants Ridge Bike Park and Ride the Range in Northern Minnesota. The Range Report is here to highlight current events, trail conditions, and provide up-to-date knowledge in everything related to the Giants Ridge Bike Park and Ride the Range trail systems. For more information about Giants Ridge Bike Park, go to www.giantsridge.com. And for more information about Ride the Range, go to www.ridetherange.com. In Volume 1, you'll first hear from Benji Neff of Giants Ridge Bike Park and then from Aaron Hautala of Cuyuna Trails. While these podcasts are a shorter departure from the regular Trail Effect episodes, they will pack a lot of knowledge about these unique trail systems found in northern Minnesota. The Range Report has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. Now on to Benji Neff of Giants Ridge Bike Park. Here we go. Range Report, Volume 1, Spring of 2022, Giants Ridge. I have Benji Neff here. How's it going today, Benji? Going good. Uh, finally, some, some nice weather out on the hill today. Yes, and for reference, this is being recorded on May 23rd of 2022, and we'll go live on May 26th of 2022. Indeed. Well, what's going on at the Ridge? Well... You know, the, the big news from last week and, and leading into this week is that we had to push the opening out. Um, we, we always target Memorial Day weekend to open, and this year with the late spring, uh, that just wasn't going to happen. So our new targeted opening date is uh, Friday the 3rd of June, and of course that's weather depending, but hopefully we're through this cold snap and we'll have some more sunny and warmer days that can help dry it out. All of last week, we were getting pictures sent in from our, our trail crew guys standing in the middle of the trail, uh, shin deep in mud. So they, they weren't too thrilled. And, you know, it just, we, we couldn't cobble enough together to try and, try and make it go for this weekend, unfortunately. Some good news on the flip side of that. Uh, we do have uh, Tim from Rock Solid Trail Contracting showed up this morning, and he's uh, working to fix some pretty major washouts we had. We had two different spots on the mountain where basically an entire piece of trail tread turned into a raging river for two weeks during snowmelt and uh, washed, the, washed the trail away. So, so Rock Solid is on site. Um, they, they, found, uh, they found a week to come help us out, which was awesome. Their first answer was no, and I think their second answer was no, and then their third answer was, sure, we can, we can give you a week. So we were very thankful to... Uh, for them squeezing us in on such short notice. Otherwise, uh, we're hoping to open our, our cross-country trails uh, this week, and uh, we're also planning to open registration for our, our grind mountain bike race on Wednesday, uh, so the day that this podcast will air. So that's kind of what's going on uh, at the Ridge. Let's go into your, uh, your event a little bit so people can know what that is, the grind. Yeah, so the grind actually predated the bike park. Um, we've been doing that since before we opened. It's a uh, it's a cross country adventure ride, and so we've got a uh, a 19 mile course and a 36 mile course, and uh, it you know it's it's similar to some of the other adventure rides around. I'm not gonna name drop drop anyone, but everybody knows the the big ones in the Midwest. The, the short grind is a really fun race. It's uh, 19 miles. I think it's about 1,000 feet of climbing in those 19 miles, so not super treacherous. And it, you know, it uses some of our single track. It uses some of our cross-country ski trails. It uses uh, you know, some double track and uh, basically makes a big circle 
around uh, Wine and Sabin Lakes, which are right at the base of Giants Ridge, and finishes back at the resort. Then the long course does the whole short course and then goes and uses pretty much every section of cross-country single track, cross-country ski trail. We even use some of our gravity trails, both for uphill and downhill on it. And that long grind is really grueling. It's it's 36 miles, so it's, you know, it's really only kind of not even double the length of the short grind. But you do like another two plus thousand feet of climbing in that distance. You you go up and down the mountain like three more times on the, the long grind. So it's it's pretty punishing 36 miles uh, on the long grind. And then we do a kid's race as part of that. And, uh, you know, we have music and, uh, you know, food on the patio. And it, it's usually just a, a fun day to hang out. And then that evening, uh, we have a live concert to kind of cap the night off. So it's it's a fun, fun weekend at the Ridge. And what are the dates for that? That is August 20th this year. Temperatures will be prime. Yes. Yeah. It's usually a beautiful weekend. Any other events you have coming up? Or you, I know you have some kids camp coming down the pike and women's stuff. Yeah. So so registration for uh, for all of our kid camps uh, are open on our website. I'm not going to go into all the dates, but you know we have our our kind of standard intro camps, and then we're also doing what we're calling our little giants camps, which is for kids four to uh, four to seven years old. So that's the first time we're doing a little bit younger one. So, you know, those are always really popular and and registration fills up quick on those. So be sure to check out the website for more details. Great. What else do you have? Are we we wrapping wrapping it up with that for volume one for the Ridge? Well, that's all I've got for the Ridge. I will just throw out, I was at uh, Redhead yesterday and uh, they held uh, the first ever Minnesota mountain bike series race at Redhead yesterday. Uh, Giants Ridge had a booth, and then I'm also a member of IROC, so I was wearing wearing two hats, uh, helping out put the race on, and it was very successful. And the trail system is looking in pretty good shape there. In fact, uh, talking to Tim from Rock Solid this morning, it sounds like after he's done here this week, uh, he'll be going to Redhead to do some more fine tuning and tweaking. You know, just kind of some refinement to the trail system there. But Redhead is open. And uh, by all accounts, yesterday it was riding really well. So just some some fun information from Redhead there. And then Tioga also has uh, a cool event going on uh, June 4th. So the day after the Ridge's tentative opening date, they've got uh, the planned opening of the the Pathfinder Playground there. They're doing a big, big event for that. That's been a, it was built actually like two years ago. And then there was some, some red tape that kept it from opening and so they're they're pretty excited to be able to open that so that'll be really good especially for that grand rapids area yeah for sure so yeah that's that's really about all i've got um everyone's just excited to get on the trails yeah well at least you get you got some trails that are open i know cayuna has been open in your neck of the woods as well and so people are getting out riding yes yeah it you know and everybody understands about you know our delayed opening and everyone understands the uh the late spring but that also means that everybody's more than ready to go and ride. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's been delayed in a lot of places in the upper Midwest, so you're not alone. Yep, for sure. So, for sure. Well, Benji, thank you for volume one. 
of the ranger part. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to summer finally starting up in the Northland. Ranger Report with Aaron Hautala from Cuyuna Trails, coming to you from the Ironton-Crosby area in northern Minnesota. How's it going today, Aaron? It's going very well. The sun is actually out, which is kind of a blessing compared to what we've had lately. <laughs> but the good news is, like, from a Cuyuna point of view, we've been open for, I, I, I lose track, but two to three weeks already because the, the dirt here is filled with magic and somehow dries incredibly well. and currently three weeks in i mean we got i think it's darn close to 50 miles of trail ready to go ready to open that's one way one direction trails and it's it's just amazing we're blessed with conditions we already have a lot of people here they're pretty excited and the trail conditions are good believe it or not in the first week when we opened we already had dusty trail conditions (laughs) everyone else is just wet and muddy and it's still snowing and we're like man we could use a little rain it's getting dusty (laughs) but it's tacky. It's good. Like every unit is open. So if you want to do the North Minoman with sledgehammer and center, you can do that. If you want to go to the kettle, you can do that. If you want to do the South Minoman unit victory lap on galloping goose and hog screamer, Hopper Hill, Mucker Mountain can do, you know, it's all hundred percent open. What's really exciting for me, at least. And I think a lot of people is June 15th, the Sagamore unit, We'll have a grand opening. I don't believe all the trails will open in that unit because I do believe Rock Solid is still going to be constructing the expert loop in there. But for the first time, we'll be able to open the doors to the seven and a half miles of adaptive cycling trail in the Sagamore unit, which we had the privilege of seeing last fall. And we actually were able to ride in the winter, but it is a glorious strip. It's the widest bacon strip you've ever seen in Cuyuna. It's like, imagine a, a paved trail width, but dirt and through the woods and contoured and up and down and, and so amiable. And for adaptive cyclists, it'll provide a true experience, not just a couple miles, but seven and a half miles. And I think four are what would be called beginner adaptive. And then three and a half are a little more intermediate where there's rock features and jumps and stuff along the side. And then for uh What I'd say for beginners, anyone who has ridden a paved trail and has succeeded riding a paved trail, the adaptive trail in the Sagamore unit is your first best step into what this mountain bike thing is about, because it will provide that platform and that safety and the wow effect in in a so amiable and so accessible and so friendly. It's a glorious, beautiful trail. And Again, we're happy to offer that to the state of Minnesota, that we have something like this to go with. Quickly, what sets the Sagamore unit, generally speaking, apart from your other units? Number one is the location. It's the one that's not directly connected to everything else. It's kind of like Cruiser's Cattle, where you, you have to go a little bit off you know, the area to get there. The paved trail basically can get you all the way there from the uh, South Minoman unit, but it's one unit all by itself that has a lake mine lake because it's 300 feet deep right in the middle and it also has an island in the middle of it that we call segatraz (laughs) it's the island and it's it's a self-contained unit that probably will be a unit that a lot of people will just ride 
because it could have, I can't give you the official number, but it probably will be, don't hold me accountable, 15 to 17 miles just within this unit. You know, and it's going to have a what we call the rally center, which is a fairly large parking area with the bike mechanic stands, the change stations, the whole program just in the Sagamore unit. So people can, if they want, just ride there as well. But it is interconnected through the paved trail. So whatever you can do it all. I mean, you can touch them all. And when you put the whole program together, you're looking at 70 miles of purpose built one way, one direction mountain bike trails ranging from ultra, ultra beginner. <laughs> to whatever you want to call sledgehammer. For me, I call it not happening. <laughs> but, but for good people, they they can do it and they fly off of it. And the guys who built it rock solid. I filmed them doing it and they make it look like butter. And I just go, I'm glad you can do it. I'm just going to appreciate your skills. <laughs> but it again, it, the whole Cuyuna experience is purposely built as a, a major big loop. That allows you to choose your adventure, depending on what adventure you want to have. And the cool part about living in here is I cycled yesterday. I did the South Monoman victory lap. And now today I get to totally change up my adventure. I don't have to ride the same thing. We used to complain that, oh, we're just going to ride the same trail. And now we complain to each other. Jeez, we don't know which one to ride. We've got real problems here. <laughs> yeah. And as you've pointed out, and I remember riding. Cayuna when it was newly opened and or pretty newly opened in 2012 and and then years after that it's all one way yeah that was the big deal and that was controversial you know that was uh coming out of the downhill ski world I thought it was weird having two-way trails believe it or not because in skiing you would never have people coming at you <laughs> it just you don't do it you don't cross you don't because you're coming quick and when Cayuna opened there was of the 25 miles probably I bet eight to 10 miles that were two-way. And at first it wasn't a bad deal because we only had 15,000 cyclists the first year. But as it triggered up to about 30,000, there's a whole lot of people meeting people that they weren't planning to meet and the safety issue became pretty apparent. And we also knew we wanted to grow the trails from 25 miles to the 70. Again, it was a pipe dream back then, but we knew if we could make it one way, one direction, you could have hundreds of people on the trail at the same time and they would never feel like they're in a, a log jam because the the thing that isn't cool about if you go out in the woods is if it's busier than it was in town <laughs> it's like i didn't i didn't drive all the way here to be busier you know and you kind of want that outdoor quiet experience that you feel like this is your playground and now when we have 70 miles that's one way one direction and it's kind of choose your own adventure based on your skill set it has really helped disperse. And we've had last year, our record attendance was 118,000 cyclists in one year. I still believe we can easily do 200,000 a year, if not even approaching 250 to 300. And we're still going to have an experience that will be acceptable on the trail. In the parking lot, it's going to look like don't even bother. You're going to come to the parking lot and go, not today. But as you get out into the trail and you get off of the initial you know, entry level trails, it's going to filter. And we believe we'll have the opportunity to have that great experience, even with additional users, which we always knew we had to do because it was a state property. You know, it had to serve the state as all the state residents, not just a portion of them. And it had to provide that availability and accessibility for all. And now with Sagamore coming online, we're there, you know, we're there. And it'll be interesting to see how 
how Sagamore impacts the cycling industry. How many people will use these wider trails? Two people or two million people? I don't know. We're going to track it. We're going to measure it. And we're going to measure every trail we have out there so we know the actual usage on every trail so that we can know exactly, okay, when we build this, this is what we can expect for maintenance or this is what we can expect for usage. And it's pretty fun to see it come together. It's been a very long journey. Most people said it would never work. They were almost right. <laughs> but unfortunately they were wrong it did work and we're just about ready to pop the cork on what's been 12 years now of dreaming the impossible and to be able to deliver it and say now enjoy it <laughs> and maintain it because if you don't maintain it it's not going to stay here and that's number one you know it's super essential that's incredible. Is there any anything else in the construction updates that you want to quick hit on before we move on to our next topic? I think from a construction point of view, that's the main elements to touch on. But a lot of folks haven't even been up to the North Monoman unit yet. Like they don't know even between the South Monoman, which is the bob or not bobsled, but the sand hog world, you know, that there's drop point. A lot of people haven't done drop point yet. And a lot of people haven't gone onto the backcountry trail that feeds you to Sintern Sledgehammer and Portal. And for the the riders that are way better than me. <laughs> I'd say that's what you got to go check out. You know, Sinter, you're not going to unlike at all. I mean, it's like a jumps course you see out west for snowboards, except we're on bikes. You know, and Sledgehammer is we'd found every rock possible in the county and made a trail out of it. <laughs> wow. So it, it's really for, and the, some experts will say, well, it's too easy for me. But yeah, for them, maybe it is. But for the masses, it isn't. And it's it's that next step for Cuyuna to to provide that all level surface. And then if you haven't ride ridden cruisers kettle yet, it's not a jumps course by any means. It's 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 a cross country borderline grueling, <laughs> you know, eight hills and you're never level. You're either climbing or descending. And there too, we found every rock we could and made it part of the trail because it was purposely intended not to be beginner. It was purposely intended to give me a trail and many like me the ability to expand our skill set to learn how to go down rock gardens to go up rock gardens and we don't encourage beginners to go out there <laughs> you know we have 30 miles of trail for beginners you know get good at that get good in the skills area and then expand your efforts as you go but from a construction point of view i'm just pleased to report we're dang near completing a 12-year dream yeah that's incredible let's move into the lodging and dining side of things for those who don't have the great fortune to live where you live, but want to come get a taste of it. <laughs> yeah. The the most simple answer to how in the world do you figure out how to do Cuyuna is go to Cuyuna.com and it's C-U-Y-U-N-A.com because people spell Cuyuna 4 million different ways, but it's C-U-Y-U-N-A.com. And on there, you'll see all the different places you can lodge. Sorry, a lot of them are going to be booked on the weekend. We're still trying to add more lodging. We've grown immensely there. We still need to grow more. If you want to midweek it, you're going to be a lot better off, you know, but you will see the, the ride in, ride out lodging we have, the in-town lodging, the loft lodging, the, uh, the wattage cottage that runs off of the sun. I mean, there's, there's crazy cool lodging. Like of all the places I've ever recreated, whether it was skiing, and or just mountain biking across the country. I look at what we have to stay in and it's freaking cool. <laughs> like this isn't just somewhere to sleep. This is like how in the world and cross, you know, and it's, we just have 
we have entrepreneurs with amazing vision. We're blessed to have them. And that's how that's happened. And then from a food, beverage, rental, all of that stuff, it's all on the website. We even have routes of the different units in case you're completely unfamiliar with what it is. It's there. It's our best effort to say, here's what we know locally. Now go enjoy it, okay? <laughs> and you can. And yeah, if you need a brewery afterwards, you're fine. If you need artisan ice cream afterwards, you're fine. If you need a coffee shop, you'll be fine. If you need farm to fork food, you're okay. Wood-fired pizza, can do. You know, <laughs> we, we're, we're still growing. We're not there yet. We got a ways to go, but we've done some amazing things as a community. My own personal metric for a real mountain bike community is whether, and most people say brewery, I say wood-fired pizza. Well, thankfully we have them both. Exactly. You know, and, and we threw on top of that just to add fun to it, uh, artisan cocktail bar, you know, just in case you needed the smoked old fashioned after riding, not during riding. That's not safe. But after riding that, that is uh, totally acceptable, too. But I would agree with you 100 percent. And so would Imba, because they actually back in the day on their ride center evaluations, which were a silver ride center, one of 17 in the world, you had to have a brewery to get a point. <laughs> You were in a real ride center unless you had a brewery, you know, and then everything else is kind of stacked on top of that now. But people ask, well, how do you how do you know what to put in the town? I mean, how do you know what people want? And I just love the answers. Well, we asked the cyclists that come here what they wanted. And then once they tell us, we tell all the entrepreneurs. It's pretty simple. We're not guessing. We're asking the customers because it's people will tell you if you ask. You don't have to guess, you know. It's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Well, let's wrap this thing up with events. You have an event coming up, an off-road triathlon that is pretty unique. Go into that quick. It is unique because it's an off-road triathlon in the rec area. And you can start off with paddling, whether you want to do the paddleboard or the kayak. It seems like most fast people are in the kayak just as a tip. <laughs> and I think it's like a, don't quote me, but it's three or four mile paddle around the Huntington Fay Mine Lake. And then you get on your bike, I believe, and then you get a shred the red in the South Benoman unit. And then because it's a triathlon, you still got one more thing and you get a run. You get a run on the red dirt and you can do that, which makes it cool all by yourself because you're that good, which a lot of people are. Or you can split it up into three people and choose your own adventure. And it's growing. It's it's really cool. And what I like about it, maybe potentially most is the uh, parent-teacher organization for our elementary school here in Crosby-Ironton is the ones doing the work and the proceeds go back to that PTA to put dollars back into the elementary school, which is hard not to like. You know, so I 100% support that effort and they do a great job. And I, I would encourage everyone, whether you want to do it or not, register. <laughs> they can use your support, you know, or volunteer. It's amazing how many events take so many volunteers it's crazy but yeah it's 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 kind of the total package of what we're trying to pronounce and have been trying to pronounce Cuyuna for is it's a whole lot more than mountain bike i mean yeah that that's maybe a leading actor but there's a lot of other things in this rec area that need a whole lot of highlighting and potentially the best actor or actress we have is that water when you have that many mine lakes with 40 foot water clarity, you know, you, where else do you get that? Other than on the range, you know, where else do you get that? And it's like, come here for summer cycling or go away to Southern United States. Where do you want to be? Well, 
<laughs> I think I'd rather be in Minnesota where I could jump into the water and it's crystal clear. I do know where I'd rather be because I just came home from North Georgia and Chattanooga and it was 95 every day. And it was a That's shock to go warm. back to 45. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure 45 is the benchmark we want to be at either, but the beauty of summer cycling in Minnesota is our elevation is pretty low. It's pretty approachable. You're not going to be at elevation. The summers, generally speaking, outside of six days in July are under 90 degrees. The humidity is a little high, but if you get overheated, you can fall into a lake with 40 foot water clarity. You know, and if that doesn't sound good, that's okay. There's other places to go, but I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, for sure. And the off-road triathlon is on June 12th of 2022, and you can sign up at Cuyuna.com. Yep. We do have that on our site as well. Great. 100%. Anything you want to close this recording out with before we uh, hit stop? Well, I think the main thing to always say is just uh, we always have to thank our community. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do this as a bunch of volunteers on our own. It took a community putting their hands together, putting their shoulders together and bonding and sharing a vision and running up an overburden hill with this crazy idea. And that crazy idea has now helped other communities on the range hopefully have the same opportunity, the whole shot. And, you know, it's a gift. And we as stewards of that gift need to just continue to ensure that we take care of it, we maintain it, and we support those who do. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you very much today, Aaron. I really enjoyed having you on here. And there's gonna be more coming out from Minnesota and there'll be more coming up from Cayenne this summer as well. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening. Volume two will feature Redhead Bike Park in Chisholm, Minnesota along with Giants Ridge Bike Park. The Range Report has been made possible by Giants Ridge Bike Park and Ride the Range. It has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. Thank you again for listening.